Welcome to the second part of the Ignoble Prizes down the rabbit hole. Carl, how yeah. are you? I'm good. Um, I'm glad I was able to make it back for this second uh, episode. Yeah, and um, once again, we have uh, our guest, remote guest, mm. Daniel Patrick Cohen. How are you, Dan? Very good, very good. Happy to be here remotely. Yes, last time we said we we're going to do five on five. We actually did. <laughs> We got carried away we because, got, you know, you always get carried away with ignoble prices. So we did six instead of five. We got sucked So this it. episode, we have four more yeah. winners of the yeah. ignoble prices. Yeah. So uh, mm. I think we should just start right on into it. Who wants to start with the next one? Um, I could do it. Okay. Um, this Go is on. the etymology prize. And... Uh, oh, no, no, no. En- entomology, en- not etymology. Oh, sorry. Good spot in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Dan, you're right. It is entomology. I apologize to our millions of listeners. Etymologists at home. Eto- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professional or amateur. Uh, anyway, this prize uh, was just one country. It was the USA. And it would seem as if, actually, it was just one um, researcher Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Vetter, and he had a very interesting idea, which was, or thought, was that um, he decided to survey entomologists to see, and of course they are scientists who study insects, to see whether they were afraid of spiders, which of course are not insects. And what the verdict is? I don't know. But yes, is that correct? Yes. The well, in the abstract, it's got that. So it's entomologists who have negative views towards spiders. Yeah, so that could presumably be expanded to not just okay. Oh, so it ranges from merely minor disgust or distaste to full blown arachnophobia. Exactly. So, like they said, there two legs make a difference, right? So two extra legs. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Is it? Well, you, so, you... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling here. So is, would, the, would the logic be that if they are afraid of spiders, that is why they've gone to study insects instead of spiders? Because, well, maybe there's a connection to something that you're fascinated with, but, things you're fearful of. But surely, you, if you study these things in the wild, you are likely to come across as much one or the other, right? So it's not like, you know, they're in separate lanes in nature or something. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you look at a tree and you're going to get insects and spiders, right? Yeah. I don't know. So We have a graph there. <laughs> we love a graph. Oh, I like these, gra- these graphs. Yeah. So, to be, so to be an arachnophobe, you typically score over 90 if you were asked. <laughs> on a, right? I think this is on a scale of 1 to 100 how scared you are of spiders. Right. Interestingly, they've put two columns in for 100 to 109 exactly. and 110 <laughs> to 126. There's nobody in it. <laughs> no, there's nobody in it. I, mean, I presume that's if you see a spider, you drop dead on the spot. <laughs> on the spot, yeah. So, yeah, so it would appear as if most entomologists have a degree of aversion to spiders. Is what you yeah gather from the they, graph. Yes, I, yeah. I think it's more like a, a dislike, and then as they progress and go to that score of ninety ninety nine, is the guys that are they hardcore really, hating spiders. They, they really do yeah. not like them, right? And they have another one interesting. Also, spiders are one of my greatest fears. Mm. And to that statement, they had to put a score. 
Yeah. From to- yes, from totally it's... disagree to totally agree. Exactly. Mm. So totally disagree are many. Yeah. Or the majority or the vast majority. Yeah. And uh, in the middle are the less. And the second biggest number is totally agree. Yeah. So that was the interesting one. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if the biggest thing you have to be worried about in the world right now is your relative fear of spiders, I think you need to get out more, right? Or not. Yeah, discover some really scary stuff. Because that's where the spiders are, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. In the UK, there's a lot of spiders indoors, right, Dan? Well, that's usually where you see them, right? Because they love... find them indoors. They love a bit of shelter and free food. Corners. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what the percentage of the population is that that would normally be arachnophobic. Percentage of mm. people who, um, yeah, are you arachnophobic, Dan? No, not at all. Although what I do, I've developed a fear of birds. You know, a little bit. I get, and it's weird. The phobia thing is like it's a super irrational thing, like yeah. feeling unsettled. Well, right. I have. I know a guy uh, that has a big fear of birds. Actually, like huge. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can believe I that. Think I, I, fa- mm. I was. I was sitting in my room once, and I saw a bird just wandering along the windowsill on the inside of the room. What casually? Between the cur- just casually, just between my curtains, it just went, mm. and that did scare that. That scared the hell out of me because it's just not birds are not supposed to be in your room. There's like an internal external yeah. thing. Right. Right. Well, right. this guy, we were once in an office, mm. and one. Uh, I think I don't remember if it was a hummingbird or something like that. Mm. Just got into the into the window right. close to where his desk was and he just immediately jumped out, started to scream and ended up under the desk trying to find cover. Under the desk? Yes, under the desk, like that. Which is interesting because I doubt whether hummingbirds understand that concept. And I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> a, man, a man that was, I think, uh, by the time maybe 38 years old, 40. Wow. Yeah. So it's real to have yeah. Uh, no, I knew, I knew, I knew somebody, or I know somebody who has a bird thingy. And but you uh, don't. It's not something you decide logically to have. You know, it's, it's irrational. It's completely yeah. irrational, isn't it? But, but um, the, the funny part of this uh, research is uh, to be people studying insects to be scared of spiders. Yeah, it's a bit strange, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very. Uh, yeah, subtle... you think that people. Who, I think you think that people who are scared of spiders would also be a little bit scared of in, insects and would rather have nothing to do with any of it. But maybe so it's unusual. Uh, it's surprising. I think maybe they're on kind of a, you know, it's like a a, a line, and like mm-hmm. they're less afraid of insects, <laughs> so they can study those, but more afraid of spiders. And there are other people that's the other way around. Yeah, they're more afraid of insects, but they end up studying spiders or something. All right, next prize. Who wants to uh, mention it? Um, if there's no, this is a good one. Yeah, this is a good. This is a good one. I like this one. The uh, so this is uh, the study of. Um, oh, it's a, a new so medical new. condition, long unrecognized. Yeah. Mis- uh-huh. Now and it's called miso, miso like miso soup, misophonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I. I think I've read different things about whether it is, I mean, on the ignoble prizes, it seems to be distress at hear at specifically at hearing other people make chewing sounds. 
Whereas I think in general, I think generally misophonia is distress at general, general just distress at different sounds. Oh, I don't well. think it's I don't think it's specific to chewing sounds, but the chewing sounds is particularly funny, and uh, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, chewing sounds wind me up definitely. Oh, do about they? Distress wind up. Right. They wind me up a bit. Yeah, chew, the sound of chewing. Is there this, are sounds that wind you up. Is this strangers chewing or close family members or anybody? That is a really good question. Whether it would. Um, so if you were around the family table, oh yeah, no, I think it's close family members is worse. Oh, worse. It's clo- yes, I think close. Fa- I could probably be, you're more tolerant towards strangers, but then you know, aren't you supposed close, to be more tolerant close, towards family members? No, no, not in my no. experience. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met my family? <laughs> so, do you think this uh, misophonia is the? It's the general. No, category, the, but it? the contrary to ASMR. Oh, Ooh, I don't know what ASMR, ASMR is. is the, uh, let's say it's autonomous sensory meridian response, yeah. which is when you enjoy sounds like like this. Listen, I really wish people it find these kind of weird like sounds of scratching or you know. Oh, it's so low grade euphoria. It's it so causes euphoria, thing. causes yeah. a good feeling of uh, yourself when you hear sounds, making sounds. And if you go on YouTube, there's like millions of videos yeah, yeah, of people videos. making these yeah. sounds. And starting to talk like whispering on a microphone. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Like microphone whispers. Yeah. Yes, could be caused by light touches and brushing against the skin. Yeah. And all kind of sounds, brushing and rush, uh, yeah, and whispering and... That sounds like a physical relationship. But this sounds like the contrary to that, right? It's kind of like the opposite. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, obviously chewing sounds, I'm assuming they mean regular, not extremely loud chewing sounds. Do you think? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't read that uh, reference. To be no, honest. you didn't. No. It, does, it does say other people, so it's other people, not oh, your own other- chewing sounds. It would be, you'd be in trouble if you found your own chewing was bothering yeah. you. Yeah, well, it's the same with the ASMR. Basically, somebody else creating those sounds, right? Right, and you listen to them. Yeah. So it's almost like the opposite mm-hmm. of that. Well, that is fascinating. Yeah. Um, was Next. There a, was there a point to it, do we know? Other <laughs> than know. understanding... I don't know. Maybe that just some people. Oh, no, get I think there does seem to be a point because they're, they're they're prescribing cognitive behavioural therapy for it. What's oh, the treatment? Oh, oh my god! Right. Yeah. Oh, so there is a categorisation issue, right? Cognitive behavioural. Yeah. Hmm. I like yes. cognitive behaviour therapy. It's really good. I mean, not personally. <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. It's a good idea. Yes, yeah, not neat idea. No, it works very well. Yeah. It's the only psych- psycho treatment that is actually scientifically proven to work. Oh. That's a good ending. Is that? Are you sure about that? I am. There are no other psychological interventions that are scientifically, scientifically proven to work. Scientifically proven as a therapy. As mode. a therapy. So therapy. all other so, ther- so all other therapies are not based in scientific research. They're based on, shall we say, quantifiable, questionable scientific <laughs> yeah. research. So electroshocks doesn't work. Definitely not. <laughs> oh yes, so that's yeah. yes. Shockingly, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The, mm, okay, next one. Let's move on. Let's move swiftly <laughs> on. There's a nice segue to this. This is the <laughs> medical education prize. <laughs> you quite like this one, didn't you, Dan? You like this one. Oh, this, yes. So this is tremendous. And then they were really smug on the show because this is Alexander Lukashenko. Yeah. It's his second victory. And his first victory. His second is award, better, you mean? 
his, his second award of the Nobel Prizes. Right. His first one was for <laughs> making it illegal to applaud in public oh. and jointly with the Belarus State Police for <laughs> arresting a one-armed man for applauding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is a spectacular victory. <laughs> so L- Lukashenko's got in on the act again, but also Bolsonaro, uh, Modi from India, Obrador from Mexico, maybe Rafa can offer his views, uh, Trump uh, and Erdogan and Putin, you know, the, the All the usual people. suspects, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, Mr. Putin, that nice Mr. Putin, don't forget him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, of course, that means little in Romanian, Putin, means little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Yes. And it is for using the COVID-19 viral pandemic to teach the world that politicians can have a more immediate effect on life and death than scientists and doctors. Yeah, that's for sure, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think. The Medical Education Prize. Yes, there's been some wonderful stuff coming out of them this year on uh, On the the whole array of uh, bits of science. Masks, vaccines, treatments, injecting bleach. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing, obviously, around this pandemic scenario that we're in, I mean, some of these leaders look such morons, right? They really do i just i don't get it why doesn't somebody just take the microphone away from them or something it does i think it does happen to an extent it's happened with trump a little bit he has somehow someone has got him i think after the bleach episode oh did, god i don't know he, still was, comes taken, out. he was taken up like a little bit i think he, he was removed he stopped his daily appearance or whatever yeah but then he restarted them and he's still well, coming yeah. out with complete rubbish isn't he I was trying now to identify among these people listed. Mm. Maybe you can tell me about Boris Johnson. Do you think, consider that he speaks slow or he's the normal? Because I had a, a debate recently about mm. how most of the modern politicians in many countries mm. have been teached somehow by somehow somebody and they use the same technique of speaking super slow. Super slow. Super slow. And don't forget the other thing of the hand gestures where when you see politicians talk now, they they move their hands symmetrically, both hands together. Yes. They yeah, don't, like, like don't when do Trump, that whenever or that. he's lying or justifying, he plays the like accordion, right? Yeah, he does. He's going like this. Right? He, he goes, no, he goes like this, playing yeah. the accordion. You look at... Uh, uh, exactly. Bor- if you look at Boris Johnson or Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland, when they're speaking, they're always moving both. And that they've been coached. Yes, that's what, that 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 what that we were talking, that this is a uh, coached... Uh, but this is the opposite of coaching, this, right? This well, is, here is uh, influencing... This is, and this is brain in neutral. Yeah. No <laughs> two-second tape loop in your head. Just thought comes in your head. But it's it also out. whatever... I mean, ever, like everyone in the world has become an amateur epidemiologist in the last... Of course. Of course. Ev- like everyone, everyone. Right? Yeah. The problem is that some of these guys have... Like Trump's... Like his ability to um, to believe... You know, to believe that he's got something to say to the scientists. Yeah, something of value, right? Yeah, something to add, yeah. you know, to... Yeah. Like... Um, he knows better. Extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we agree that uh, these people act like idiots. <laughs> and and if it was somebody else, they'd be shutting them down. 
And it is. We don't endorse yes. actually shooting anybody, just to be clear. Shutting them down, not shooting them down. Ah, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Shut yeah. them down My a little bit more peaceful. Yeah, a little bit more peaceful. So, uh, yeah. I don't think there's a lot more we can say. No, I don't think there's about, much more to about say. About that sad state of affairs. Right? And we are going to end up with a magnificent one. In trouble. Materials Science Prize. We, oh, this this is, was won by the US and UK. This is epic. I think Dan it's wants just this one. epic, but Dan, yeah, please. Over to you, Dan. So, so this one is for showing that knives manufactured from frozen human feces do not work well. Uh, the mm-hmm. origin of this... Now, the, but wait, uh, yes. wait, wait, wait. They so do not the or- work or they do not work well? No, they do not work well. This is the they, prizes on the, the they, they do not work well. They don't hold an edge. I think the, um, the, uh, and it comes from an Inuit legend that a man manufactured a knife from his own feces to butcher a dog in order to presumably re- rescue himself from some sort of situation. Mm. I was very impressed with the um, with their attention to detail with this one. They had to create optimal conditions for success. Uh, so you have to imagine that the, 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 from the origin of the story, the, 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 they're going to put the conditions at minus 50 degrees Celsius, right. which is super, super cold. Okay, cold, yeah. yeah I, I use, uh, assume that a metal file was available, uh, but obviously you've got to be a bit careful that the metal file itself couldn't be used as a weapon. Right. Um, and then, <laughs> so then it's a question of, well, you're going to fashion this knife mm. out of the feces, and then it's going to be used to cut something and rather than going and hunt a dog which of course would be again nspcc uh, nspca would have a problem with that um yeah they've got a a cold hairless hide of a pig mm-hmm. which they stored at minus 20 and then before conducting the experiment they've thawed it to four degrees celsius right. trying to imitate the a live pig and they've decided that if it was a hairless hide it would be easier to cut and so they've given the given experiment this this added thing the frozen blade was sharpened with a spray of saliva yeah i don't get yeah how does that work this is what it's high temperature well no i get that but how do you you focus it oh they've got the metal file rubbing it it. the metal file remember that in this condition assuming they have a metal file but not a metal file, obviously, that you could go and stab the dog with. That's not what that was would... in the original book, though, is it? Well, no, but we're assuming that the Inuit would have a, a metal file. And it's not. It's not. Anyway, the point is <laughs> that this point, this point, the point. The point is that it, unfortunately, yeah, despite the hide being um, cold from refrigeration, blah, blah. instead of slicing through it. The knife edge simply melted upon contact, leaving streaks of fecal matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At which point they've probably gone, at this, you know, maybe we do need to be doing something else with our life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Where did it all go wrong? And but this actually reminds me of another kind of which may well be uh-huh. uh, apocryphal or something, but how to commit the perfect murder, which is to actually stab somebody with a frozen uh, water. So you make a, a uh, you know, like a, a spear, like a pointed yeah. thing. Stalactite. Like, kind of, but you do it deliberately. You make it a pointed cone. You freeze it. 
right? Just water. Mm-hmm. And then you use that, you can then use that to stab somebody, which you can apparently. And no, then of course, no, and then of course no, it no. melts and no, there's no, no, there's no, there's no... Murder weapon. There's no murder weapon. I, I, right, yes. That is doable, apparently. I thought you. I thought where I thought that was going is I thought it was going to be it was going to, the the wound would be inflicted in the anus and then there would be no wound. Nobody either. mentioned. I thought that's anuses. where you, I thought that's where you were go, I thought that's where you were going with. Nobody it. mentioned anus. <laughs> no. I know, I know, but that's why. Thanks going for with. you know. Because they, they were going. <laughs> the, the point was the pig. The pig in the um, was a science. <laughs> Come on, Ben, get a grip. Right, okay, anyway, right. Uh, I don't think that's going to work it because surely frozen water, I mean, it, the Inuit would have access to frozen water, right? I think so, we call it ice up there, yeah. <laughs> well, right, yeah, but, but so I think surely we can deduce that the ice would not would also not be an appropriate murder weapon. Really? Sure, well, yeah, surely, because otherwise why would he use his own, why would he use his feces? Well, if he's just got up, he's got ice everywhere, well, and you just clearly, use that well, to stab clearly the dog. he wasn't very bright, was he? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the thing about human feces is it's it's particulate, isn't it? So it's not going to freeze very well, is it? <laughs> yeah. Whereas water is at least solid when it freezes. Well, I, I, I think you'll find if you look it up, you can make a lethal weapon out of frozen water. And I do, I do accept that it would then it would then melt. Yeah, and then you've no trace of a weapon, right? Yeah, would your DNA not be in the water? Maybe not. Well, it may well be in the water, but... And well, with these... If you stab them in the bath... Yes, I'm going to think more about my... When I think about my murder weapon for you, Carl, I'm going to think about this a little bit uh, right. more. I'm going to think about it more <laughs> in more detail. You, I think you should, because obviously I'll be looking out for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with these very happy... Happy ending. <laughs> we finished that. And just remember, Dan, that you announced that. Yes. <laughs> it's probably, probably a now. bad move, that. Yeah. <laughs> With this, we finished the episode of the Ig Nobel Prizes. Just probably to mention again that each winner got their um, yeah. trophy made of a cube that they can assemble by themselves of paper. Which is great. That contain a tick, a cockroach, a computer bug, and... A Volkswagen bug, because the topic, the theme of this year was bugs. Bugs, yeah. And uh, another section that we should make. Ah, they were getting their $10 trillion bill. A Zimbabwean bill. Counterfeit yeah. original. Counterfeit original. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And uh, there were other sections during the ceremony that if you want to watch it, we're going to put the link down the show notes, including the 24 uh, uh, second lectures. Oh, I love that. In which, after explaining in 24 seconds... 24 seconds. Each person had to give their lecture or resume it in seven words. Oh, a summary. That was fantastic, yeah. And there was one about masks, you know, for COVID, (laughs) in which a woman took the bra, split it in two, and put half of it to cover her... Face, you know, and she was like, "I think I think that research was done before COVID, but yeah. now it's got a um, a new relevance." It a new was care, wear, share with a bra. Care, wear, share, yeah. So a bra that in an emergency situation can yeah. be converted into two two masks to save you and one other and one person. other person, yeah. <laughs> and of course, was shared over the internet an mm. image with the red bra. 
you know, been... Of course. Yes, of course. It had to be red. It had to be red. You have to it take the attention of people, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Especially men. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's it. Let's finish yes. shopping here. Great Ig Nobel Prizes very, series. Very entertaining. Yeah, we always enjoy it. It's really good. Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for being with us as a guest during these two series. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Carl? Yeah. Thank you. See you in it's, the next episode or it, Cable. Yeah, or Cable. It's been good. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll also see Dan again in the future. For sure. And don't forget to share your comments either in social media mm. or uh, under the show notes in, in the website. And see you next time. Yeah, bye.